Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Burt Show. All right, Abby is back in therapy. <laughs> yeah. God, it never ends, right? There's just new problems that are just constantly coming back. It's like a boomerang. It's like once you think you've defeated it, it's just like comes right back at you. What's your boomerang sound like again? That's how it feels in my mind. That's just like what my anxiety manifests as. It's just that's that sounds like one of those stars that they use in movies to kill each other when they throw them across the room. Yeah, the boomerang has like an engine. I thought it was a water sprinkler. <laughs> That's how it feels sometimes. Just constantly just getting hit in the face with my anxiety water sprinkler. <laughs> and the last time we talked to you about this, you were feeling insecure because you thought you got ghosted by your therapist. Yeah. I she met, didn't think she did. Yeah, I did it for a hot second. And this isn't totally abnormal. She's a busy gal. As me and Cassie have commiserated, like I have, I, I mean, I have problems. Like I don't think anybody would deny that I, that these are issues, but they're like basic white girl problems. You know what I mean? Like I'm dealing with anxiety and, and basic things while she literally has a day job where she's dealing with people who are incarcerated and have like serious issues. And so when she goes a couple days without talking to me, I always feel like I'm getting ghosted, but I think she really is just super busy. But that's a dangerous path to go down. You should never diminish your problems just because somebody out there has it worse than you. There's always going to be somebody out there that's going to have it tougher, that's going to have it worse. Yes, there are some, we distinguish between what's an inconvenience and what's a problem, but anxiety is not an inconvenience. That is a problem. And and I totally agree with that. And that's sort of my self-deprecating way of being like, I get it. She's a busy girl and she's got a lot going on. So last week I was sitting here and I was sort of sitting in this big pool of anxiety of stuff that's come up since I've moved to Atlanta. Sent her a text. A couple days went by. I didn't hear from her. And I was like, gotta find a new therapist. She finally got back with me. And we ended up talking on Monday. And what we talked about was some issues that have come up since moving to Atlanta. And normally moving to a new city, like there's a lot of new energy. And when I've moved... It's normally been for short periods of times. Like every summer I would intern in a different city. You were in NYC. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than that. I know. New York, Austin. I lived in Barcelona for a little bit. And so moving to new places is not like a new thing for me. I usually handle it very well. Yeah, it must be handling the disappointment. Those are awesome cities you just like <laughs> rattled off. <laughs> it's been good to me. These basic white girl problems are really starting to show their true colors. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Here? I get it, Abby. Do you see what I'm trying to I'm say? I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. 
it's okay. Um, and so this has been my first big permanent move since college. Yeah. And when I moved to college, a lot of the problems that I've been dealing with, I honestly, honestly felt like I just sort of dealt with with alcohol. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you feel a little bit of anxiety. You just go to your local frat party. You get some skull and you funnel it down <laughs> and it's fine. Not very healthy, right? But now I'm an adult. Now I actually have to face my problems head on. And what I've been struggling with since moving to Atlanta that surprised me is a lot of my social anxiety has come back. I, I think it's kind of shocking because we're in a very social field. So clearly I've made the right decision mm -hmm. with somebody who has social anxiety. It's actually really common. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The guy sitting look, right look next, next to you. To you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the poster boy yeah. of having social anxiety <laughs> and choosing this career. I know. So I, I had really bad social anxiety in high school. And I think a lot of people thought I was like a snob growing up because I would just kind of like keep to myself and not really like interact with people. And I really struggled with that until college when I became like this social butterfly, but I think a lot of it had to do with like, you know, going out and having a couple drinks and feeling, you know, fun, flirty, and frisky. And now I realize I'm like an adult in a lot of these really scary social situations, like meeting new coworkers and meeting new friends and meeting new guys. All these tend to be problems I can't really mask. And I wanted to handle it like an adult and go back to therapy and actually talk about it. So I took that first step this week. Good mm -hmm. for you. I know. I feel so responsible. <laughs> Look at me. Has it um, calmed you down at all or given you any kind of peace, I guess I should say, at all? I mean, it's only a first session in a while. Yeah, I think I was a little disappointed, admittedly, because I think I thought I would log on to therapy. I do online therapy. Um, and I think I thought she would have like this magic like trick to like make me feel better because a lot of my problems are physical. They're not necessarily like thoughts that I'm having. I just sort of tend to clam up and sweat over here. And what I realized what has what therapy more about what what therapy does more for me is actually just having an outlet to hear myself process it. Like I'll talk about it and I'll sort of have these revelations in my mm -hmm. mind of, oh, I feel like that because of this and just sort of having like a bouncing board to go off of. Mm -hmm. So I've been seeing a new therapist now for two weeks and it's mostly been like family history stuff. We haven't gotten to the root or how I'm going to fix what is going on in my head and my heart. But just talking about it has put me in the most awesome mood just to get it out of my head and speak to somebody about it has just changed my mood entirely. Yeah. And it's also really nice to have someone to validate what you're going through because like you've just heard, I tend to kind of self-deprecate and mm -hmm. diminish my problems and having someone go like, it's actually really normal that you feel that way. Like you're not, you're not crazy for feeling that way. So it's been helpful. Is it, um, is it weird to hear like some say, like I, I heard the words just come out of my mouth. It's so nice to be able to talk to somebody about it when I have a fiance, mm -hmm. right? Or you have a husband mm -hmm. or a girlfriend or whatever. But there is something different about sharing that with somebody in therapy than it is the most important person in your life or no? No, it is because uh, I, I care about what Bart thinks about me. And so I know I can be my, and not that I'm not unfiltered around my husband because I am, but there is something, because this is, while it's not a stranger, you know them, they're not in your life every single day, and you know their role as far as hearing you out, not passing judgment, because, I mean, and that's what is comforting for me. I know I can go in there, say whatever, mm -hmm. however I say it, and I'm not going to get judged for it. 
because they're going to say it, see it from a psychological standpoint. I know for me, it's a is having social anxiety and speaking to like a friend or a family member. I think that's a piece of it is the, the judgment in it, and it's almost as if they are, are attempting to help you. Whereas, like uh, doing therapy and me doing my podcast is kind of similar because mm-hmm. I'm really just talking and I'm not necessarily looking for an answer. I'm just expressing myself, and then as you express yourself, you kind of almost answer a lot of the questions you have in just the thought-provoking things that come to you from just talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, to, to be fair, to give my husband a shout-out, there were things he had been telling me for years that I never listened to, but then my therapist told me, and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Like pick up your clothes? <laughs> Something like that. And <laughs> and he, I would come home with some of these revelations, and he would be like, you know, I've been saying this for years. I go, yeah, but for some reason, when it comes from her, it's just different. Right. <laughs> when I'm paying for it, there's so much more credibility. <laughs> The Bird Show.